Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heath Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. I never, I didn't do it officially as a series, but because I guess I didn't want to, um, you know, just to be uh, transparent, I didn't want to hold myself to trying to develop one. But it's over the past couple of weeks, it's, it's kind of been a series of about, you know, your greatness and walking in your greatness. And we talked about the pencil power and, you know, I didn't leaving your mark and things like that. So, you know, then God switched this one up today and he's talking about the speaking and we'll see. In Numbers chapter 20, verse 6, we're just going to go with it and see where God leads us. Amen. 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 It says, Then Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the entrance of the tent of meeting and fell on their faces. Now, the den is there because what had happened, they had, the, the people had been grumbling. They out in the desert, they, you know, they've been grumbling all the time, but they specifically grumbling now because they thirsty. You know, it, the water done dried up, and you know, they, they get a little thirsty. And, you know, like Pastor Paul, we always be laughing when Gabriella get upset, like, because she thirsty. <laughs> you know, no matter what the issue is, she thirsty. <laughs> you know, she do be thirsty. <laughs> but a lot of times, you know, and that's a message in and of itself, because a lot of times people upset, you know, and they, they complain about some things, they thirsty. Yeah. So you have to ask them, what, what you thirsty for? What you thirsting for? What, what, what do you feel like you lacking? So Moses and Aaron, they, it says in verse 6, they go into, they leave the assembly. Meaning sometimes you got to get off and around the folks that's complaining. Amen. Amen. And it says they enter into the, the tent of meeting. They, they went to church. Amen. Church has its place. I know people say they can do the bedside Baptist. Amen. But the word says for us to take not what the, the assembly of the people. Amen. It says they go into the entrance of the meeting and they fall on their faces. They get in a humble position. I'm going somewhere with this. Amen. And it says, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. Verse 7, and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, take the staff and assemble the congregation. You and Aaron, your brother, and tell the rock before their eyes to yield this water. Yeah. So you shall bring water out of the rock for them and give drink to the congregation and their cattle. Mm -hmm. How many know God is a God of more than enough? Yes, yes, yes. Give you life and life what? More abundantly. Not only are they going to get something to drink, but God said you're going to let the cattle drink too. Come on, amen. Amen. Yeah. And Moses took the staff from before the Lord and he commanded him. Verse 10, then Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock and said to them, Hear now, you rebels. Mo Moses, Moses mad. Mm -hmm. 
can you can you can see it in here. Let, I, as I'm reading this, I want you to put your you know pretend you standing out there watching. Here now, you rebels, shall we? Uh oh. Not only is he mad, but do y'all see a little little arrogance in there? Because who 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 already said they were gonna bring the water out the rock? It was God. See, don't allow people to get you so pissed off and so mad that you step outside of what God told you to do. Moses says, you rebels, shall we, see now he's operating in the pride, shall we bring the water for you out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock with his staff twice. Not one time, but two times. How many know most real man? Like you want some water here. You want it now here. And he struck the rock. You rebels. And water came out abundantly. Right? And the congregation drank and their livestock. God's promise was fulfilled. Amen? Because that's what God said, right? Then it says what? And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron in verse 12, here it is, because you did not believe in me to uphold me as holy in the eyes of the people of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given them. Because you didn't trust me. Now think about this. One transgression, one simple transgression. What did Moses? What did Moses do? He struck the rock twice. What did God tell Moses to do? No. What did God tell Moses to do? Say it again for me. Speak to the rock. God says speak. Moses says strike. God says speak. Moses strikes. God says, speak. Moses strikes. One more time. God says, speak. Moses strike. One infraction. One transgression. One stepping outside of the will of God. And Moses and Aaron do not receive the promise. Moses was called to the burning bush. Moses went up on Mount Horeb and, and, and saw God so much so that it changed his face. People couldn't even look at him. Mo Moses, so we, we, can, we can surmise that Moses spent some time with God. That Moses and God walked together almost similar to Enoch. Amen? Yes. So, and Moses had performed great miracles. Red Sea, holding the staff up in parts, and, and he and he took the hyssop bush and, and changed the, the water from blood to, I mean, the, the, from, from the blood to, to water that they could drink, and I mean, just done all kind of things. So why is it that God is being so harsh from this one little thing? They still got the water. They still got what God was trying to give them. So why is it from this one simple infraction, this one little thing that Moses and Aaron do not get to go in 
to the promise. Only right there in verse 12. He says what? Because you did not believe in me. How did Moses not believe in him? Because Moses did what? He struck the rock. He struck the rock. See, now it's mighty interesting how Moses and Aaron go into the tent of the meeting and they fall on their faces and it says the glory of the Lord comes down upon them and they leave out of the glory of the Lord on them and they get around some old raggedy-minded folks and all of a sudden, they all outside of the will of God. And they do the exact opposite of what God told them to do. Now, it may be that Moses was trying to remember what he had done back in Exodus, because in Exodus, in uh, I think it was Exodus chapter 17, uh, the, the same situation they had been to before, where it was, they were out of water, and God told Moses to strike the rock. And Moses hit the rock with the staff, and the water came out the rock. Yeah. Amen. So now they're in the same situation, but God has given a different instruction. Ooh, that's a word for somebody. You might be in the same situation as you were before, but this time is different. Because what God is instructing you to do is different than the last time. Last time he said, yeah, go ahead and strike it. Go ahead and put, put your, do what you're going to do in it. But this time now I want to operate through you. And more importantly, I want to operate what comes out of your mouth. Speak. Are you going to be the thermostat? Are you going to complain like the people? See, he come out complaining just like the people. The glory of the Lord left off of him. He said, you rebels. Do you want me? I can see him almost, even if he didn't do it physically, in his mind, he was pumping his chest. You want me to, to do this? You want me to bring this water out the rock? Do not allow, do not allow the people who are raggedy-minded thinking, stinking thinking, do not allow them to take the glory of the Lord off of you and allow you to miss your promise. Yeah, yeah. Now see, think about it. They still got their promise. <laughs> Come on. But you miss yours because you miss what God said to do. God says, speak to the rock. God says, speak to the rock. He says, then you shall bring forth the water. And Moses took the staff from before the Lord and, and, and as he commanded. So he took the staff with him, but then he, he struck the rock. God did not tell him to do that. Amen. See, what happens is in Exodus, coming out, God says, strike the rock. But now they're getting ready to go what? Into the promise. They're getting ready to go into the blessing. They're getting ready to go into the abundance, into the overflow. Now God says, speak. See, what God tells you coming out of your mess might be different than what God is telling you when you get ready to be blessed. He might have told you to do one thing to get you out of the mess that you was in, the exodus that you needed to come out, but now he's telling you to do something totally different because you're now getting ready to enter into your blessing. The situation might look the same, but how God wants you to respond is completely different. Amen. Amen. See, we got that's why we it's important that we have to, we have to, we have to, we have to be in tune to what God is saying all the time. We got to be able to be in tune. Why? Because what God is saying, He wants us to speak. 
power of life and death is where? In the tongue. James even tells us what? That, that the, the tongue is the smallest of all things in the body, but it's like a rudder of a ship. It controls everything. See, instead of speaking to the rock, Moses spoke to the people. He probably should have hit the people and spoke to the rock. I, I, it didn't say that in the word now. Just, you know, that's just me. <laughs> Everyone, why you want to hit some folks? Amen. But the bottom line is, God had told him what to do. And I think the reason why God was, was, was trying to do this is because it was a shift. It was a shift going on. See, how you operated then and how you supposed to be operating now. See, we're different now, people. We, we, we've been bought out of the darkness into the marvelous light. Yeah, it was fine over in that season how you operated, but it ain't gonna cut it over here. It was fine to, 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 to be half, to half, half doing stuff and, and not being fully committed. It was fine in that season. But now in this season that you about ready to come into, and also I'm gonna speaking prophetically now, in the season that you about to come into, things have gotta be different. You can't operate the same way. Your money can't operate the same way. Your job can't operate the same way. Your relationships can't operate the same way. Your heart can't operate the same way. And your mind definitely cannot operate the same way. Because you're about to come into something. And see, I think God says, I don't want you to strike it because if you strike it, then that's all you. That's, that's all your power. That's all your might. That's all, your, that's all what you're thinking you can do on your own. And see, one of the greatest lies in the church is that it says that God, God will never give you more than you can bear. That's a lie. Why is that? Because it's only until God gives you so much that you can't bear it that you reach out to him. It's only when you say, God, I cannot deal with this. I can't take this. I can't handle this situation. This thing is bigger than me. This thing is greater than me. This thing is overpowering me. This thing is wearing me down. This thing is burdening me. This thing is shackling me. It's, a, it's, 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 it's confining me. It's holding me in bondage. God, it's bigger than me. And then that's when God says, I got it. I got it. Because ain't nothing bigger than me. Ain't nothing greater than me. And even if it is, even if it thinks it's bigger than me, I'm God, so I can expand. Yes, come on now. I can speak those things that be not as though they already are. So even if in your mind you might think I'm smaller than that thing that you're going through, I can speak things that be not as though they already are. So I might not be big to you right now, but I'm going to speak those things that be not as though they already are. Yes, yes, yes. See, speaking is so powerful. We take it for granted. And, and, and Pastor Paul used to get on me years ago. I would let certain things just come out of my mouth. And you know, like when I know one of them, and I don't even want to say it right now because I, I, I train my mind not to so much. But but like when people people make you laugh and they funny, be like, oh, you, you know, so I don't even want to say it. But I used to say U-K-I-L me or whatever. And you just saying like, well, you, you know, or somebody say, you crazy. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm not. Okay, come on. Don't speak those things. So I believe in the power of the word. Amen. This the, the power of the word is powerful. It is, it is. 
God says, God says, speak those things that be not as though they already are. So if I keep on speaking that thing on me, see, a lot of us are fulfilling our own prophecy because we're speaking it out of our mouth. It, it, it's what? First is an image, then it's a thought, then it's the spoken word. And those spoken words have action tied to it. Amen. Amen. So he tells Moses to speak to the rock. But I think the only reason he tells him is because the shift, the shift, the shift is going on. I think what he really was trying to do was saying, this is how y'all operated before, but going into the promise, I want you to see that all you gotta do is speak it. See, before the promise, before the blessing of God, before the glory, see, he was trying to show them everything. They had went into the tent, they fell on their faces, that's humility. See, he giving them the steps. Come, come into my presence. Fall before my presence in humility. Now my glory going to fall on you. So then when you come out, all you got to do is speak to your situation. I'm getting to you. All you got to do is, is speak to your situation. Come in. Go into the presence of God. Most of us don't even do that. How, how are we going to let the enemy go in the presence of God more than we do? Don't believe me? Look at Job. It says that when they had all together, the devil and Satan came into the presence of God also. He goes back and forth to the presence of God. Amen. Why? Because he got to go and check to see if he can bother you today or not. He got to get clearance. Is it Job? Think about that. God got so much protection on your life that the enemy got to go get clearance to even deal with you. And God, when he do give him clearance, like, yeah, you can mess with him, but you can't have his life. Amen. That's for somebody. That's for somebody. I don't know. So now back to the regular schedule program. Amen. God is saying, speak to the thing. They went into the presence of God. Fell humbly before their faces, before his presence. The glory fell on them. And he said, speak to it. When you go out to that situation that looked hard, that looked messed up, that looked broken, that looked busted, now all you got to do is speak to it and watch life flow out of it. Because water is life-giving. Amen? He said, all you got to do is speak to it. I don't even need you to, to put no forth because I'm trying to show these people that are with you. I'm trying to show them my holiness. Yes. I'm trying to show them my completeness. Yes. I'm trying to show them the power of my word. Yes. And then they walk out to the people mm -hmm. and another shift occurred. <laughs> Moses started acting a fool. Now see, I got I got to check Aaron also, cause see Aaron should have been Moses. Moses. See, so be careful who you you know. It said what? Know those who labor amongst you. Moses. When Moses picked up the staff and got ready to do that, Aaron should have been blocking. See, you need some blockers in your life. When you get ready to act a fool, when you get ready to step outside the will of God, it says that you got to have what? Godly counsel. Amen. Aaron should have been in there like, hold on, hold on, wait a minute, wait, 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 oh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. That ain't, that ain't what I heard. That ain't what you heard. That ain't how it's supposed to go down, Moses. And guess what? Aaron 
didn't get to go into the promise either. That's why I know Aaron was in the wrong for not saying nothing. Moses was the one that did it, but Aaron was the one that allowed it. Don't be neither one of them. Don't be the one to do it, and don't be the one to allow. When you see, when you see somebody that you're walking with, and they get ready to do something, Bill Blocker, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You gotta get that hold up annoying. Hold up, hold up. I don't know what we're supposed to do, but this ain't it. Let, let, let's reconvene. I know he's getting on your nerves. I know they've been talking. I want to bust them outside their head with the staff. I want to pick up the rock and hit them with it. But, but hold up. See, and that's why he says, be angry, but sin not. See, that's the beautiful part. See, angry is not the sin. Sin is what I always say is separation is now. See, Moses was mad at the people, but God said, be angry. I'm upset with them too. They getting on my nerves too. But sin not. Don't allow the separation. Don't separate yourself from me. Because when you separate yourself from me, you separate yourself from the word of God. Yes, and see, turn, turn, turn quickly to Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. Because I told you, I just wrote this down. He gave me a couple of scriptures to look at. I'm going to see what this one say. Matthew chapter 12. Uh, I got to find myself where we're at. Matthew chapter 12. Yeah, here it is. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36, it says, I tell you on the day of the judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. See, Moses spoke carelessly. Now see, he's supposed to speak to the rock, but he's speaking to the people. See, all he had to do was come out of that tent meeting. All he had to do was come out, all the murmuring. I can imagine this, you know, millions of people, they, you know, that's frustrating. Le leadership is frustrating. Leading people can be frustrating, but, but all he had to do was come out and do what God said. How hard is that sometimes for us to do if we keep it 100? It's hard to do what God tells us to do sometimes because it don't, it don't, it don't seem like it's going to work. Or again, we try to put God in a box and we do it the same way we did the last time. And see, that, that, that's, that's, that's the problem with church folk. We get so much into a pattern and so much into, well, I, I, I laid hands on their head the last time, so I'm going to lay hands on every everybody had to come to the altar. Well, God might be telling you to, to blow on them up, or he might tell you to put one finger, or he might tell you to do that. You, it might look crazy, but do what God say do. Yes, amen. 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 I know at the altar, a lot of times, in the past, I've been at the altars, and you know, especially when I first started out, and I'd be like, okay, God, I'm, I'm trying to hear from you what you want me to do. And when one time God told me to put my hands on somebody's feet, I'm like, okay, I know this guy coming. <laughs> Cause I know I ain't making that up, and I ain't even allowing the enemy to bring that in my head. Because me and feet, no, don't work like that. Amen. But you got to be willing to do what God say do. Because his word is powerful. Amen. Turn to Psalm chapter 33. Psalm chapter 33. See, God said when you come out of this presence, all you got to do is speak. Think about how powerful that is. When you come out of my presence, all you have to do is speak. And then I'm going to do the rest. Oh, good God Almighty. 
Oh, you think about how that, that take all the weight and pressure off. All we got to do is believe in what God said when we was in his presence. Y'all ain't feeling it. Y'all ain't feeling it. Y'all ain't feeling it. Woo. All, when you come out, all you got to that's all you got to do. And he going to take care of the rest. The flow ain't up to you. The flow up to God. Your job is to speak to the rock. That's all you got to do. Just like when he came to raise Lazarus out of dead. All they job was to do was to move the rock. See, it's always going to be a rock. It's always going to be something you got to do. But you got to hear God on what to do. Amen. In Psalm chapter 33, verse 6, it says, By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. And by the breath of his mouth, all their hosts. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. By the word of the Lord. That's why he's trying to get them. He says, when I, I, Moses, I want the people to see when they go into the promise, I want them to understand who they are. Yes, yes, yes. We not strikers, we speakers. Yes, we not strikers, we speakers. I want them to know who they are, Moses. I want them to know that when they come into a situation that might not be right, when they come into a situation that may seem to be against them, when they come into a situation that's chaotic, when they come into a situation where there's thirst and hunger abounding, I need them to know that they are speakers, not strikers. Yes, yes, That they're just to open their mouth to that thing and set the atmosphere. Speak into the atmosphere. Speak it. Speak it. Why? Because you're speaking a word that shaped the heavens. You're speaking a word that shaped the mountains. God said, let there be, and it was. God took the word of God, and he spoke it up out of himself, and it declared into the universe one word, universe. He spoke one word, and it came, it came to be. One word. God saw darkness and said one thing, let there be lights. And it was. And he saw that it was good. And that's all he was trying to get Moses to show the people. This is how y'all used to do it, but it, that ain't even who y'all really were. That was just for then. That was just the grace to get you through. Now I'm trying to get you into the blessing. See, miracles ain't meant for us. What you saying, Pastor? Miracles is meant for the wilderness. If you're getting miracles in your life, it's because you're in the wilderness and you need a miracle. We meant for blessing. The land of milk and honey, where it's just flowing. You just walking in and you, you ain't got to do nothing. It's just down. It's just down. Not saying to God, you know, I don't want nobody even hearing this message that think that I'm not saying that God is not a God of miracles because he is. But most of the time we need miracles when we're in the wilderness. You ain't got enough money to pay the rent. You need a miracle to show up. You don't have, you don't have, you know, your, your body is messed up, you need a healing, so you need a miracle to show up. What a blessing is, is that your body never gets sick. The blessing is, you got finances flowing abundantly. Come on, man. And you know how to handle them. That's where God wants us to be. He said, yeah, the striking is for the wilderness. But I'm about to bring you into the promise. I don't need you thinking like wilderness, folks. I need you to renew your mind and think like promise keepers. 
Wilderness people strike. Promise people speak. Oh, y'all making a shift today. Because yes. 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 you came into the tent. You came into the meeting. The glory of the Lord is falling upon you with his word. Now when you leave out, I need you to be speakers and not strikers. Yes, yes, yes. Whatever you see that ain't right, speak to that thing. Yes. Whatever, you, whatever, you, whatever you want to declare the, the, the word of God over that thing, turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, amen? And I'm, I'm, I'm finishing up almost. Here we go, because, you know, that's probably why he gave it to me back there, because he didn't want me to go long. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Let's look at verse 3. Hebrews chapter 11. Well, I mean, we started verse, well, verse 1 because everybody's familiar with that. But verse 3 is really why it's there. It says, verse 1, it says, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. It says, now faith. So faith is a now thing. Faith ain't a yesterday thing. Faith ain't even a tomorrow thing. It's something you operate in right, right, now, right now. now. Help me out now. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Hope is expected. So faith is your assurance. Faith is your ticket. What did he say? Because you did not believe. Because you didn't have the assurance of the things that you expected, then, then that's why you're not going in. He says it's the conviction of things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their commendation. Okay. Now, verse 3. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. So that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Yeah. What are you saying? Everything you see right now wasn't. Everything. Look around this room. Look at yourself. That's why he says God created man. He made man his image, then he created man. See, see, making and creation are two different things. Create, making means that the stuff was already there and you just put it together. Like when you make a cake, the eggs, the flour, the sugar, and the butter, and the cream cheese. Lord, I need a pound cake in my life. It was already there. Amen. I'm speaking that thing. <laughs> Man, stop at a girl's store, baby. <laughs> but see, all those things are already there at Kroger waiting, amen, amen, to put together for me to make it. But God says what? He says that, that they're created by the word of God. Created means it don't even exist. The eggs ain't even now. I don't even know what an egg is. I don't even know what a flower is. I don't know what I don't know what, what cream tea. I don't know what none of those things are. But I know that I see the end at the beginning. And at the end, I want a cake. So at the beginning, I know I gotta start creating some things to have a cake. And that's what God says that my word. I don't know what it quite is that I want, but but I know it's in me. But guess what? Here's the beautiful part. It says what? Greater is in you than that that is in the world. So the same thing that was in God or it is in God is in you. And that's what God was trying to get Moses to let the people see. This is who y'all really are. That's your greatness. is your identity. That's who you really are. Speakers. See, our words have dominion. It's your seven kingdom laws. One of them is the law of dominion. The law of dominion, meaning that, that all, the, the word has dominion in this earth realm. It starts in the spirit, 
believe it or not, but it enters in through the through the earth realm and it has dominion and authority. That's why he said, let's make man, let them have dominion. The dominion was why? Because of what they were speaking. He made us speaking spirits. Our words have power. We're speaking spirits. The, the Holy Spirit is translated into ruach, meaning the breath. Or in other translations, you got the pneuma, like pneumonia. It's the breath. Well, you can't separate the spirit from the word. Amen? Hold your hand in front of your mouth and, try and start talking. You're going to feel air coming out. You can't separate the air from the word. You can't separate the Holy Spirit from the Word. So really what Moses is, what God is trying to show Moses and trying to even show us was a type of the Holy Spirit. He said, I want you to unleash the Holy Spirit upon this situation. Because when you speak, the breath, the Ruach, will come upon that rock. And it will go inside of that rock and it will pull the very essence of what's in that rock out and it will allow it to flow to the people. And that's what God is telling us to do is trust the word, trust the word. See, Moses totally failed to trust God. He totally failed to trust God. He totally failed to trust God. Why? Because the people, somebody say the people got on his nerves. Don't let people get you so messed up that, that the word don't work in your life. Don't let people get you so frustrated that, that the speak the word over them. Speak it over them. Now, don't, 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 don't get me wrong. I ain't talking about no witchcraft and hocus pocus stuff now. I ain't talking about trying to manipulate folks to do what you're trying to get them to do. But what I'm saying is speak to, speak to the situation and call God's will upon that situation. Amen. Amen. Because lastly, looking at it right here, going back to Numbers, where we were, Numbers chapter 20. And in verse 12, it says, The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, that's what I'm saying, he's talking to both of them, because you did not believe in me, to uphold me as holy in the eyes of the people of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given them. See, see it wasn't even about the rock. The rock was just a, just a metaphor, just a thing to get, get them through. But it, now, rock was a powerful metaphor because, again, shifting. In Exodus, he said, strike the rock. Well, we all know the rock is what truly at the end of the day is the rock of Christ. It's Christ. Christ, we know, is what? The Word of God. Okay, so we got the rock. It's Christ. Christ is the Word of God. Okay, everybody made them dots connected, right? So now, in Exodus, he says, strike the rock. So that means he's saying, strike Christ, strike the word, which God was saying in that point, he's saying that what? He was bruised for our iniquity and for our transgressions. By his stripes, we were healed. The stripes came through what? Striking. So he was, he was painting a picture. He was saying, I'm going to show you how, how salvation shows up through the striking, but blessing shows up through the speaking. Salvation shows up through the striking, by his stripes. By, by, we, were, we, were, we, were, we were bought in by, 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 his trans, by the wounds that, that he took on, by the beating that he took on. That's how salvation shows up. But, but I'm trying to get you past salvation. I'm trying to get you the kingdom. Kingdom will show up by speaking. 
by speaking. He says what? He says, then, then you will know, they'll know who I am. They'll know how holy I am. They'll know how complete I am. See, it's all about what you speak, and it's all about what's, what's coming out of your mouth, people of God. We got to understand who we are. We are made in his likeness and in his image, so therefore we ought to do what? Speak like he does. I don't know what situations you might be going through. I don't have to, but I know that there's a word that is on top of it. Amen? And all you got to do is find that word. If you don't know how to find it, Google it. All you do is, God, I'm going through it, you know, Google for something. Give me scripture on whatever that thing is you're going through. And I guarantee you, somewhere out there in the wide world, well, you're going to find that scripture. Then you open up your Bible and you stand on that thing. And you start speaking on that thing. Amen? Amen. You start speaking on that thing. Amen. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm finished. I'm finna do it for real, right? Somebody just give me an issue. It ain't got to be yours. Just throw one out there for me real quick. Come on now. We, everybody got issues. Throw one out there. It ain't got to be your own. We ain't going to say it's yours. You're just making it up. Amen? On scripts, on joblessness. I'm, I'm doing it right now. Live. It's live. We, you know, live TV don't work sometimes. Amen? Uh, here we go. I'm see. Uh, there we go. 40 encouraging Bible verses for job seekers. On Google right there, just like that. Hold on. Finish. Let me find the scripture. See what we got here. All right, first, first one popped up, Psalms 31, chapter 24. It says, be strong and take heart, all you who hope in the Lord. You see what I'm saying? Uh, for Joshua 1 and 9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways and not. You say, well, what does that got to do with seeking a job? Well, see, sometimes we seek a job, we get terrified that we can't find one. So God says, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Don't be courageous. God will be with you everywhere you go. When you go on that interview, I'm with you. When you step into that room, I'm with you. And see, that's how we do it. Then we start speaking that word over that rock in our situation. Because you, you going and hitting the man trying to hide you ain't going to get you no job. They're going to get you some charges. Amen? But when you walk into that interview, you say, you say of your life, I'm going to be strong and I'm going to take heart. I have hope in the Lord. I'm strong and courageous. I won't be dismayed. I won't be terrified. I have hope in the Lord. I have expectation in what he's about. See, now you're speaking to that thing. It ain't about you. It ain't about that job. It's about trusting that God is going to do what he said he was going to do. He said, I will supply all your needs according to my riches and glory. Not Walmart, not AT&T, not T-Mobile, not whatever job. He says, according to his riches and glory. So you got to speak that thing. We're not strikers. we speakers. Psalm 119. I ain't going to read all 40 of these, but there's 40 of them on this page. It said, you are my refuge and my shield. I have put my hope in your word. See, when you're looking for a job, sometimes we put hope in the man sitting behind the desk. When you're looking for a job, you put hope on that salary. God said, no, I'm your refuge. I'm your hope. I'm the one that you're supposed to put your hope in. They just a connection to why I'm storing my blessing to or through. You see what I'm saying? That's how it works. 
That's, that's what I do. When I, when I was going through cancer, I did that. I Googled some stuff about healing. I became about 40 of them. And guess what? I don't need 40. I just need one that I'm going to stand on no matter how hard I'm pushed. I can be pushed like the Matrix, and I'm going to stand on that word. Amen. We don't need a whole bunch. You just need one thing. God, you said. You said. You said. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Mm, that, that, that's that word right there. Be joyful in hope. Your joy come in the hope of the God. Be patient in affliction. Yeah, you're going through something with that. Well, while you're looking for a job, be patient. Because your rejection is sometimes is for your protection. And then he says, be faithful in prayer, meaning just keep in constant communication with God. God, do I need to redo my resume? Okay, I heard you say that, God. Now show me somebody who who uh, who know how to do this, because I don't know how to do no resume. I obviously don't, because ain't nobody calling me for it. So direct me to the person. Well, God, you know I ain't got enough money to be paying nobody because I'm looking for a job. God, I need, to I need somebody who's going to willing to do this just out of the kindness of their heart. I, see, you got to speak. You got to speak and be specific. See, we, we get to kindergarten and she praying with God. God, I need a job. Who don't? Break that thing on down. God, I need a job. I don't have me working on weekend. I need a job with some people who, who believe in you. They ain't gonna be driving me crazy. I need a God, the job with a with a boss that ain't gonna uh, that ain't gonna what's that word? I can't stand bosses do uh uh my, my, my oh Lord Jesus, that's Satan incarnate. Yeah, I, I need a I need a I need a job with man ain't gonna micromanage me, just gonna let me be my th you know, a God the job is gonna understand I got children and sometimes I might have to take be specific. Yes. Don't believe me, it works because I'm, I'm finished with that. I'm through. We we was in the mall before AJ was ready to go back to school. <laughs> he was like, um, I said, and God, God is real funny. He was looking for some. He was looking for some pants, or whatever they had. He, you know, he was spending his own money, so he won't spend a lot. You know, yeah. with my money would matter. Yeah. <laughs> but he spent his own little money. He said, I said, well, AJ, you're not gonna find them pants for. I mean, what you try? We found some for like twenty dollars, then we found some like fifty. I said, dude, you ain't gonna find nothing for five dollars. It just they, those ain't gonna sell foul. Long story short, we went into the one little store. He was adamant he was gonna find. He was adamant. He said, he said, I, well, let's just go in this one more store. Went in there, get how much the pants were? Five dollars. <laughs> so just because what I spoke out, God said, I'm gonna show you. You, you, you already set the price. You don't even know it. I said, you ain't gonna find nothing for five dollars. And went in there, and that's it. I mean, exactly what they was five dollars. The pants he wanted was to do the camera over the camouflage. Exactly what he wanted. He already spoke what he wanted. Then here I go with my little complaining murder. You don't get it for five dollars. You ain't gonna. But see, he wasn't like Moses. He didn't strike the rock. He just kept on walking in it. Like I don't get it. I'm gonna find them five dollar pants, and we gotta walk around this mall all day. Now he didn't know he was operating in the power of God, but amen, that's just how we do sometimes. Because once you get in the mindset, it, 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 it's just who you are. Yeah, that's right. amen. amen. Speaking to it. Speaking to it. Amen. Father God, we just thank you today thank for your you. word. Thank we you. praise your name, Father God. We bless your name, Father God, that, that you just help us one more time to understand who we are, Father yeah. God. That we are speakers and not strikers. So when those situations come upon us, Father God, that we shall have confidence. Yes. We shall have confidence in the word 
of who you are. You are our hope. You are our hope. You are our hope. You are our hope. You are our hope, God. We have hope in you, Father God.